Welcome back to Bootstrapped FM. This episode features the second part of our conversation with Brandon Kelly from Pixel and Tonic. What about uh, the big thing in Expression Engine? I haven't kept up with this as much so uh, in the last few years, but plugins were like a huge thing in Expression Engine and a big mm-hmm. part of the community. Like, is that is the plugin ecosystem around Craft like it is that same? almost like fervor around it. I, mean, I know there is a plugin architecture and there are plugins mm-hmm. and people selling plugins. Is that like a core thing? Or are you guys more like responsive with it where you're trying to build in all those features and so there's not the need to have such extensive plugin um, yeah. out there, <clears throat> plugins out there? Or maybe there are, like, like I said, I'm not really that up on it on the last few years. So I'm just yeah, curious about that. It's similar to the Expression Engine community. We're... I feel like some of we we've got most of the low hanging fruit settled um, mm-hmm. with Expression Engine. One of the biggest problems was um, that the templating system is kind of uh, uh, feature static. Uh, mm-hmm. So like you can only do whatever the creators of Expression Engine have decided you can do, and that's it. Uh, mm-hmm. Whereas Craft comes with Twig, uh, which I guess you're starting to dabble in, uh, yeah. but. You know, basically, it's a stripped-down templating, like like an actual language, where you're you're actually using you know for loops and stuff like that. You're you're fetching things, you're creating variables, you're doing all these things that give you a template designer like so much more power. Uh, and so I think that kind of cut out the need for a ton of these like low-hanging fruit plugins that existed mm. for Expression Engine. Right. Um, and then also like of course we've got all of our like the the add-ons that we had built for expression and that functionality is all built into craft, uh, right. which had all kind of been deemed like the must have add-ons. Um, but there's definitely still plenty of plugins that people would consider to be must haves. Um, some of them are, are, you know, uh, only really used for building a certain type of website. Uh, so we're not really interested in that or some of them are, even if even if literally every craft plugin is out, uh, every craft site out there is using a certain plugin, that doesn't necessarily mean we're gonna try and incorporate it, uh, because we've we've got this really idealistic view of what craft is and what it isn't, um, and so we're we're like adamant that craft is a CMS, uh, not a web CMS, uh, meaning like like even though yes you can build a website for it and it's with it and it's definitely a good tool for that. Mm. Um, we're not going to go way out of our way to make it like the best website builder ever. Cause mm. there's plenty of times where it's being used for mobile apps or uh, single page mm. apps or all these different things where right. those traditional websitey features aren't, aren't needed. Um, and so we don't, you know, and we just want to remember that we want to focus on keeping the content management experience itself flexible and uh, easy to use for the for the authors and stuff like that, and treat, you know, all of the presentation layer type stuff uh, kind of with a, um, you know, with with extreme caution in terms of like how far down we want to go on a certain path in that for that kind of stuff. Um, so so here's a question for you. It's a, a perfect follow up. Sorry, Andre for. No, all this time here. But um, so how then? So what do you think about? Um, so I guess traditionally, like the idea of you define templates as the CMS vendor is mm-hmm. kind of a lock-in point. Um, and now you have the rise of like Contentful and these API-hosted mm-hmm. uh, 
CMS is, or I'm sure they have some other term that they use that's not CMS, but um, basically it's a it's a SaaS app that's just API endpoints for yeah, content. Headless, um, headless CMS. Headless CMS. Mm-hmm. So and. Uh, so you guys are already kind of competing with them if it's being used a lot for mobile apps and mm-hmm. single page apps and all that stuff. Uh, so, so what do you think about that? Like, does it worry you that you don't have a hosted version? Um, the, the kind of the future there in general, more of those type of websites. What do you think? I, I like. I just don't. I, I I think there's plenty of times where contentful and things like that would be a reasonable um, uh, option, but. Like personally, I can't imagine want you know for the types of websites people are using craft for, uh, I can't imagine that, that many of them would be interested in going with some SaaS app where they can't install plugins. They they have very little control over, yeah. um, you know, the types of content they can enter and stuff like that. Like, uh, you know, I, to me, it's like um, a control over I the just, admin. I assume too. Right? Yeah, I mean, you have a lot of that. I I I just don't. I guess I don't see. Um, I. I don't see it being like a serious issue for us. Like we don't have, yeah. we don't have that many people that are, that would like a set, like they want more control over the hosting environment. They want control over what plugins they can install. They want full control over the templates and how they, you know, and, or, or over the APIs. Like, like when people use craft to define an API, there, there is actually some PHP code that goes into that to defining mm-hmm. what, like what exactly should be in the API result. And you don't have that, like scripted level of control with something like contentful. Um, so I just, you know, I think like there's, it's a huge trade off of flexibility and power. And like, if you're going to invest, like if you're, do, if you're building a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of different APIs, or you're building a lot of websites or whatever it is, like you're going to generally want to go with the tool that you know is going to offer the most flexibility for the, because you know, everything's, everything's different. So well, I just saw you, something came across Twitter a couple weeks back. Um, was it Moz.com using Craft or one of the? Uh, you pointed out a big site that's using Craft, and they had like done all kinds of crazy stuff, you know, to on top of Craft and uh, to make it work for them. And it was like a year long uh-huh. project or, or that whole kind of thing. I don't know if it was Moz or not, but it was, it was something Radio, along those lines. Something like that. Yeah, maybe it was. I don't think it was it. Them? Uh-huh. Maybe it was them. Uh, anyway, um, but yeah, that that like the ability to get down in there and actually control every little thing and um, yeah. and all that is. Obviously, a big, big and, thing. And with even, even if blocks. you don't need it for every project, if you need it for right. any project, if you're doing enough projects, you're going to need it eventually. And so, I think most people would like to invest their like you know learning curve stuff into a frame a platform that they know is going to be flexible when they need it. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I, you know, I, I have nothing against the other model, um, but we, I just don't have any interest in doing that ourselves with Craft. I don't think that anyone using Craft would want that. Uh, yeah. If 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 they do, then they'll let us know, and right. <laughs> we uh, we have a uh, we very very thankfully have a super passionate, super uh, um, awesome community that uh, that lets us know whenever whenever something's not right or whenever they need it, need something out of us. So we're and we have a pretty good ear to what what those needs are. So um, if it ever comes up, we'll we'll hear it. But so far, it just hasn't been a thing. What about pricing? Oh, what about it? <laughs> I just thought I don't have to say anything else. I'm just gonna kick it out there. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't. I mean, you guys pricing. I think it's been pretty. You kind of had the same basic pricing structure the whole time. I think, right? No, I mean, we, I don't know if it's gone up. We a shifted bit, when we hit 2.0. Oh, okay. Um, so I think like 1.0's pricing was over-engineered. We had like 
core was free. And then like, there were like five p- feature packages you could buy on oh, top of that. That's right. I remember so, that. Yeah, if yeah, you yeah. wanted to build a really, really simple website, you could do it for free. If you wanted to build a uh, website that was just for you, but had more complex content requirements, you could pay like 150 bucks for a content or publish pro package. If you needed multiple users, you could pay 150 bucks for a user, multi-user package. Right, right. Uh, you know, if you wanted both of those, you're spending 300 bucks, you know, and just like kind of adds on to itself. Um, and, uh, that model was not successful at all for us. Right. Um, you know, people, people that really wanted to use craft were, were, were dealing with it, but we got a lot of feedback. People were like, I, I need simpler pricing. Like I need to just know how much this, this site is going to cost me. You know, if yeah. I'm going to use the service site, I'd like to just know that my fixed cost for a CMS is 300 bucks or whatever it is. Um, and I think, yeah, so it was just, it was over-engineered. It was, it was, we, we were thinking, we were trying too hard to keep the price down, but like ultimately, um, you know, like we get all sorts of support requests, like from people that needed one extra user, but not the full blown user management, right, or they right. needed, you know, like, or they just wanted one extra section, but so why are they paying 150 bucks for unlimited sections? Like, you know, it's just like all this stupid details. And so with, with two, we, we drastically simplified the pricing. So instead of five separate packages that you could buy any combination of, um, there's just three editions. There's personal edition, which uh, we've actually changed. We've added some features since since it originally came out. But basically now it's it's personal edition, which gives you almost everything, uh, with the one exception that you can't have any additional users. Uh, so it's just for like a person, like a developer building a site for themselves. Yeah, um, that's that's good. And then uh, and then you have client edition, and that's two hundred dollars, and that is uh, all the features of personal plus you have one extra account. So if you're building a site for a very small client where there's only one person that's going to be managing content, so you don't need user management, you don't need permissions, all that kind of stuff. You just want one extra login that is not a super admin. Uh, You use the client edition. And then for 100 bucks more, $300, you get pro. And that's basically all the same stuff, except now now you have full user management. Mm. Uh, And that's basically it. So, uh, and it's like, it's amazing. Like with this model, um, the people that are currently buying client, like they're actually spending uh, $50 more than they would have with the user's package initially, uh, which would have gotten the same thing, which is like, you know, uh, the ability to have one extra user, uh, except for the $150 with craft one, they would have gotten unlimited user management. So for $50 more, now they get a significantly reduced feature set. And right. yet we have not received a single uh, right. request <laughs> complaining about it because it's so like, it's, there's something about like, it doesn't matter what the price is as long as like the feature set makes it clear that it's like the right choice for you. And it's not, you're not like, you're not getting the sense that like you're paying for things that you don't need. Then, yeah. I think uh, that's the thing, right? Like when you leave it, when you have options, then you leave it up to them to make up their own price. And then it right. becomes their, then it's like their imagination is making up the price. And maybe this is really going to cost me 400 bucks or what's the yeah. thing I don't understand. Or like when you just simplify it out, it's just if you simplify it and make it clear. Like it they're like, they're getting like the, the fact that craft personal comes with almost everything, like all the, all the content features, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like basically you're saying like none of that costs any money. Uh, and so those $200 for craft client are literally just for this one stupid feature of like having a second user account. Right. Uh, but if that's all you need, like it doesn't matter that you're spending two, you're going from zero to $200. Like it, as long as like the feature set makes it seem like, Oh, this is definitely intended for me. This is the obvious choice for my situation. Uh, then you're happy and you move on with your life. 
Well, across a lot of kinds of business software, right? Like the user ends up being the proxy for how much value the customer yeah. gets out of it. You know, like it's yeah. not perfect, but if you have just one or two people kicking around, you probably shouldn't be charged that much money because you're probably not a multi-million dollar organization. If you yeah. have thousands of people kicking around, then you probably should be charged more because you are getting more value out of it. And so the user, even though there's times that, I think it's on the times where I don't like it and we made some health changes because of it. But at the same time, ultimately the user is still a pretty useful proxy for that. Then people yeah. understand it, which is nice um, as well. So, yeah. So we're, we're still like, like even though it's definitely an improvement, we're definitely not like at a point where we feel like we're done with changing prices. Right. <laughs> You're uh, never done. I guess not like, yeah, I guess that's probably like one of the most common things that people in like our types of situation are dealing with is like considering like how should we change pricing? Cause like, so, so for us, there's plenty of times where $300, even though it's super cheap, most of the time is just way, way too much for certain people. Uh, right. Whether it's because they live in uh, a different part of the world where 300 US dollars is is uh, is proportionally a lot more. Right. Uh, or they're just like, they're building a lot of uh, template type sites where like, I don't even know if Craft is the right tool, but if they want to use Craft, it's not an option because it's not affordable at $300 because they're only charging maybe $1,000 for the whole project. Yeah. Um, and then there's the other end of the spectrum where $300 is way too little for us. Um, okay. So like there's plenty of bigger companies that are using it and they paid the same $300 that, you know, some mom and pop shop had to pay. Uh, and like that's both annoying to us because like, you know, that there's more money on the table that we're leaving. Uh, but then additionally, like those tend to cost us a lot more because maybe, maybe if it's a big company they're they've got their own internal web team, uh, which means that like we're paying or they're paying $300 and they're getting all the support that we would give an agency, you know, uh, to build a website, except they're only building one website, which is for their own company. Whereas an agency is going to learn it. They're going to go through some, some initial support to learn it. And then once they learn it, like we're basically getting a free $300 for right. the rest of the agency's uh, yeah. use of craft, you know, they're building maybe uh, 50 sites with craft off of the same amount of support that the other company did got for one. Yep. So I, like, I, I don't know. Like, I know you're, I, I, you need enterprise tier right here. And I know. They, so that's, that's, that's the conversation. It's like, it's like, do, what do we do for these people? And, and yeah, some sort of enterprise tier is probably the right answer. Two but then it's like, then you've got to figure out like, well, what the hell does that mean? Like, how do we, you know, how do we market that? How do we, so I, I'm basically just waiting for your ebook, Ian. I'm just going <laughs> to, I said this to Leslie, he can share with you. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I didn't talk about that part. I didn't really get into that aspect of it too much, but uh, yeah, I do. Uh, that's a whole separate conversation. I don't want to go down, but um, <laughs> no, you know what, you know what you need is you just need enterprise edition. It does load balanced installations. It load balancing's allowed. And what if load balancing always? That's no, the problem. No the problem balance. is every single enterprisey feature, like there's, they, it either already is possible, or it's uh, something that when we add it, we would want to make it possible for everyone. Um, so I don't know. Like I think it's more going to be around the lines of support. Like you get some enterprise level of support from us, yep, whatever that means. That. But like, there's we, a lot of commitment to that too. That's the tricky part. It's hard. You know what I mean? Like, no, you got to no, staff no. that, which is hard. Like, are you going to say you're going to have 24-7, like, 365? Okay. It's impossible. So, so. so WordPress VIP, right. uh, who, like, they're basically, like, the, the arm of WordPress that goes after, like, you know, big Fortune 500 companies and entertainment companies and stuff. Yep. Uh, 
they have a uh, support plan. You pay, I think you pay like $5,000 a month just to be on their VIPs uh, hosting plan. And yep. then on top of that, you're spending, I think, $500 per developer that needs access to their priority like SLA-based support. You know what their SLA agreement is? <laughs> no, it's, no idea. It's that you're going to get first response within 24 hours of uh, business days of when you write in. And that's wow. it. They don't, they don't say anything about like when it will be resolved. They don't promise that they can resolve anything. They don't promise like they, they literally just promise that we will respond with something within 24 hours on a business day when you, from when you write in. It's like, so I'm thinking like if people are willing to pay $500 per developer for that, like they'd Mm. probably be willing to pay the same thing for us, you know, or something less. I don't know. Like maybe, maybe like that, like if we just started with something simple like that. Uh, where we're absolutely not commit, over committing. Like this is definitely within, like we're usually, we're on average responding within an hour to, right. to most requests, you know? Uh, so if we just say, you know, definitely within one business day, we'll get back to you. Uh, yeah. and, and this, you know, the difference is that now you have it in writing, whereas no one else does. Yeah. Um, like maybe that's, maybe that's all that's necessary for a yeah, start. Sometimes that's definitely possible. This week, Bootstrapped is sponsored by Linode. Um, if you're looking for virtual machine hosting, I uh, definitely got to check out Linode. They have eight data centers. Um, all the plan, the base plan starts at two gigabytes of RAM and it goes up from there into very large servers, really straightforward pricing, 10 bucks a month, um, to start. And that's actually built hourly. So if you want to spin up a, a server just to play around with a side project and spin it back down, you're only going to pay, uh, you know, for the fraction of, of time you used on that, um, they recently switched uh, from Zen to KVM and have seen you know 300% performance increases uh, with the servers uh, we use at Userscape um, run on Linode. And we did that conversion, and it's amazing. We were able to actually lower uh, the size of many of our servers down to just the base 2-gigabyte server because they're just ridiculously fast now. So... That's really been awesome. It's all a uh, 40 gig uh, network. It's all modern Intel processors. It's all native SSD storage, 24-7, 365 support, uh, seven-day money-back guarantee if you don't like it, which I don't know why you wouldn't. Um, again, I've been hosted there for, I don't even know how long, five years or more um, with about 10 servers. Andre uses it as well. Uh, so definitely, definitely highly recommend Linode. Um, and... Uh, They've actually given us a, an offer code, bootstrapped20. So if you use that code, you'll get 20 bucks off um, when you sign up for an account in Linode. So basically, uh, you can get your first two months for free, uh, or even if you're only using it for partial months, it could be last you longer than that, obviously. So definitely check that out. Offer code bootstrapped20. And we'll have that in the show notes, uh, as well as a link right to that, that that applies a discount for you. So go ahead and just check it out in the show notes, click on it. Um, our big, big thanks to Linode for always being a huge supporter of the show, and uh, I really can't highly recommend them enough. We use them for uh, everything at Userscape, and uh, it's been been rock solid. So thanks a lot to Linode for sponsoring the show. Usually, what you look at is, um, which might be a little closer, I think, like to what you're actually offering in some way. Well, I guess WordPress. I mean, it's a downloadable thing too. But I don't know the WordPress whole. There, well, the VIP. You know, is it's a whole weird thing, so, right? Uh, it's hosted. a hosted thing. Yeah. So it's kind of a little bit different. Um, if you look at what's a closer is uh, Atlassian's enterprise. Yeah. Support packages. I don't know if you've seen that, but they're they start at like thirty five thousand mm-hmm. um, dollars. But yeah, it's like load balancing. You know, account manager. 
Um, and there's some different tiers. Like, I mean, it's cra- it, theirs is crazy because they have a bajillion customers. Uh, so you wouldn't do all that Atlassian stuff. Atlassian having but, a complex thing, I can't picture. Right, that. exactly. So, uh, but I, there is some interesting stuff in there um, that I think is would be related to your your thinking here. Nice. We'll check it out. Yeah. Yeah. We do. Uh, we do have one customer. Uh, not going to say who, but uh, that's kind of trying like a pilot program out, calling it like craft care. And mm-hmm. basically like they're paying us um, a monthly fee to essentially update craft for them once a month mm-hmm. uh, and any plugins they have, if they have plugins, simple site. So I'm not even sure if they do or not. Uh, and it's like a and with that, kind of thing with that they're getting with that, they're getting like, you know, really basic premium support, uh, right. something along the lines of what I said. And so like that, that model too, like that whole, like, you know, I don't know that that not aftercare, but like craft care kind of kind of like Apple Care uh, mm. sort of thing. Like I don't know, that's another thing that we're kind of considering. Well, yeah, if you built like an automated way to update installations for people, I don't know. I mean, it already updates itself though, right? I think. Um, or it, no, you have to press a button. You have to press so, a button. Right? So we are so, gonna we are gonna press the button for right, that. You're gonna press the button. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, so if you had a, a whole series of customers on this where you had access to their servers and then um, you went in and and did it programmatically, you know, uh, yeah. or something like that. Yeah, totally. Um, Especially if we started like controlling the hosting environment, like that would help as well. Um, yeah. In this case, like it's a little more involved, I guess, cause like we have to like commit it to the repo, I think. Yeah. And, but like it's, it's, we're charging an, uh, enough money that like it's, you know, even if it's there's some manual work, you right. know, if we got enough of these people, like we could just hire someone. Yeah, to start taking over this sort of thing, and we'd be making plenty of margins on it. So, um, yeah, I don't know. This this is all the kind of stuff that we're like pr- talking Eating about pretty frequently now. Like we think something, especially uh, before Craft Three comes out. Like it's we're hoping to get a beta out before the end of the year. But like, but when it hits 1.0, like or when it hits a uh, like the GA release, like uh, the staple release, sometime next year. Uh, we're kind of freaking out about how much support it's going to drive. Right. Uh, <laughs> I can see that. So being we're a thinking, lot. yeah. Cause like every time we have a support, uh, support bump, it's always like associated with a release. Right. Uh, and this time craft three is like every site's going to need, uh, some, some handholding for this one. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and plugins are all going to need to be rewritten and all this kind of thing. So, uh, we're thinking we need to have something out by the by the time that gets out so that like people that are desperately needing our help actually have some way of contacting us like and paying for our help uh in you know without waiting in line for it so yeah that's just rough (laughs) that's all it's just i mean yeah you guys have a lot more um installations i'm sure so like with help spot we had this big transition uh where the database gets converted and everything and we've we didn't really charge anybody for it. We just helped them. Um, but we have a lot fewer number of customers. Uh, mm-hmm. So it kind of made sense. And enough of them could do it on their own or mostly on their own. And there was, you know, somewhere just really had to go in and yeah, I don't really think we had any issues. Them, but, I think that there was just like a page yeah. we had to reload a couple times or something. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. It's not for the, you know, if you're technically enabled, it, it wasn't like a huge deal. It was all programmed out. But um, if you were, Certain scenarios where it did need a little more work, just on, based on the what you were running. Like if you were running like old SQL Server that we don't support anymore, or uh, PHP yeah. that we don't support anymore, but you're just like the help desk person, and 
the person <laughs> who set it up has been gone for four years and you know that that whole situation so yeah we helped them out a little bit but so we've been doing more pro services too we do do some pro services now which do you are okay so it's, so, it's, it's all right so that's that's something i'm curious about like like when help so you guys have an actual like SaaS uh, thing now right like yeah you can you can buy a hosted version of HelpSpot, whereas like previously the closest thing you had to that was uh, what partnership with Argus Tech or something where yep. they would they would kind of do a lot of the handholding for you. Um, yep. So right now, like what what percentage of new HelpSpot customers would you say go self-hosted versus SaaS-hosted? SaaS is uh, like two thirds. Two thirds. Yeah. And for the one thirds, do you think the, I'm assuming that at that at this point, most of those people are pretty technically cap- like uh, savvy, so they can manage installing it themselves and all that kind of stuff. Yes, more so, right? <clears throat> Where they like they'll have their IT department involved, and because they want, they have regulations, or they have you know data policies, or they just want to run it on their own servers or whatever. But yeah, yeah, they're they're not people who where it's just the help desk on their own or the customer service people on their own who are just going out and finding a tool. Most of them are uh, more advanced. Yep. And then for the people who are just like, Hey, a cloud. And I'm assuming and like, for, this, nice. for the whole spot cloud people, like you're auto updating for them and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. We're keeping okay. it. So it's not built like a regular SaaS. Um, so it's individual virtual machines. It's still, it's still the same software, right? It's the same software. Help yeah. exactly the same. Yeah. And everybody gets their own virtual server. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we can do a lot of stuff that a regular SaaS can't. So you don't lose too much of the help spottiness because um, you can still edit the templates in PHP and you can we can oh. have custom domains. And um, like we could even give them access to the servers. We don't because we don't really want to deal with people going in there and mucking them up and then us having to fix them when they muck them up. But yeah. in theory, we could do that because they're totally, they're just, their own it's server totally with their own IP. Um, yeah, it's totally isolated to where they can only really mess up themselves. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so that part's pretty cool. Um, it's kind of interesting how it all works. It's uh, At one point, I was like, we should just sell this to other PHP apps because the, the, <laughs> just the architecture itself is kind of useful. But, I mean, there, yeah. we do have a lot of, the you know, the other side of it is like there's a lot of help spot specific stuff when you get into like integration with the store and stuff. There's just a ton of code around like that whole part of it of like you yeah. bought this and we deploy it and is, is your support updated? Like there's all the business logic of it, but mm-hmm. the actual like deploying of instances is not too bad. And that's we're in the middle of re-architecting that actually. That's almost done where it's gonna be all over to Linode, our friends at Linode, where uh it's gonna be a lot more uh, less expensive to run and actually much nice. faster and more powerful. So that'll be um, pretty cool. But nice. Anyway, yeah, no, it's nice to have that option. I don't know. I was wondering about like the CMSs, but I, it is a weird spot for you guys. Like, I don't know if you had like a hosted version. If I'm sure some people would buy it, right? But I don't know if it's yeah. like would be enough to be worth your time. Uh, so at the again, price like you could charge. Yeah. And it goes back to like craft being more like of a, per, like it's not like HelpSpot. Uh, everything that you'd ever want to do with HealthSpot, for the most part, is happening within the within the control panel. Right. Uh, whereas Craft, there's like files involved. You know, people yeah. like to have it as part of like this. You know, get repo, and they like to have. Um, you know, there's all these third party or these these extra assets and templates and all these different things that. Uh, you know, you really like most people aren't 
developing a craft site on a remote box or developing it on their server. They're like doing updates on their, on their own, you know, local server and like deploying them through, you know, deploy bot or something like that. Um, yeah, it's, it's not self-contained. It's exactly. It's, it's like you have to deal with multiple instances of the same exact install. So yeah. it gets more tricky, but I don't know, like Taylor Otwell's done some interesting stuff with, you know, Homestead and, or not Homestead, uh, uh, whatever the other one is, the deploy thing. Or, oh, Envoyer? Uh, Envoyer and... and or or uh, Forge. Forge, there we go. That's yeah. what I'm looking for. You know, and so, like, I don't know, something along those lines might be interesting where, you know, we try and, try and uh, simplify the deployment of stuff. Yeah. Uh, or even, I think Discourse was doing that. One of those guys was doing it where it's... um, I, I've seen other apps that do it too where you can just give them credentials and they'll deploy onto AWS or the mm-hmm. node or whatever, like, you know, you'll have the scripts on your end, like Ansible scripts or whatever, to go ahead and set up a server. And it's not really fully managed. It's just to get them going. But, right. you know, it can get them going on a server somewhere. And then, uh, and since you guys have the self-updater, they'd be mostly okay. Uh, you know, we've yeah. never done that because I do worry about the customer getting off on their own. But again, you guys are a little bit different than Hel- yeah. Hellsbot. Like, we could set somebody up like that. And then if they're not technical, they're going to be on this island and their help spot's never going to get updated. <laughs> you know, it's going to be just off on its own. Whereas, you know, presumably most of the craft folks, since there's not even a, a front end to it or anything, like they're they're by nature a little bit more technical and yeah, able to definitely. do those things. So the, the one thing that's like kind of weird, um, this situation starting to happen more and more as, as craft just gets older uh, and has been out there longer is – like this, you know, it is a super technical product and like it's, you know, the agency is supposed to build this like really nice author experience and hand that off to their client. Um, but then like, you know, if there's any major updates to the site or anything, like you still need to get that agency back involved again. Uh, you know, the client's able to kind of manage the content, but if anything needs to be changed, that's still an agency job. Yeah. And so now, now that craftsmen out there longer, uh, we're getting more and more people that for whatever reason, uh, the relationship with the agency has has uh, been severed, and so then they turn to us, thinking that we can help them with, you know, right. picking up the pieces with their site and you know adding some new button on their on their homepage or whatever it is. It's like, no, we don't do that. That's you know right. we're the vendor, but <laughs> but there's I don't know, like it's getting to a point where there's enough of them that maybe that's something that's an opportunity for like you know pro services, like you said, um, yeah, where we can actually have some aspect of Pixel and Tonic that is there to service those, serve those people, you know, probably, you know, utilizing the community, like we just become a middleman or something. Um, mm, that could be like have a pro network maybe. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, you know, you go to home Depot and get a ceiling fan and have right. them install it. They're not actually doing it. They're sending it off to one of their right. contractors or something. So, kind yeah, of we same, do, yeah. we do something like, I mean, we do now, we will do them, but we don't do really anything less than like $1,500, uh, just because it's, like by the time you go back and forth a few times, like, mm-hmm. and we don't have a dedicated person for it, so it's like with the core developers, and then we've just wasted fifteen hundred dollars in their time or whatever, even for small stuff. So, but then yeah. on the other side, we do ship it out to other firms that we have relationships with. If it's like big, ugly, super, come into our super enterprise environment, where you have to VPN through two servers to even get in there and build an integration with some crazy uh, CRM system we have or whatever and do a whole bunch of stuff like where it's going to be like a $30,000 thing. Like we don't do that either. Cause it's just, that's then too takes over too much of our yeah capacity. And uh, so we stick with, we'll, we do in house like the more small to, to middle size. And then we just don't even do the super small. And if it's uh, 
really big, then we we send them over to some other folks who specialize in that kind of actual consulting stuff. Yeah, we're we're going also down the path of like creating formal partnerships with agencies and and setting yeah. up some sort of um, some sort of uh, you know cut model where like. If, if we give you a customer, then, you know, we're expecting like a you know, five or 10% cut for like yeah. the lifetime of work you get out of them. And coming from that angle, like even the smaller stuff, it's probably in our long-term interest to send that off to an agency if, if, if they can, if they're oh, happy sure. to yeah. do a really small Absolutely. project because, you know, small projects tend to um, plant the seeds for bigger projects down the road. So yeah, if you're not doing it yourself, that's a totally different thing. If somebody else wants to do it, then that's, yeah, that makes total sense. Um, I wish we could do that. I like that idea. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, it's not actually happening right now. Right. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like in the very like early stages of trying right. to put this thing together and figure out how the contract should work and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, that gets uh, tricky it, with that consulting stuff, like a lot of honor system in there and all that. Oh, but, totally. Yeah, like cause we we don't want to like it's you either choose between honor system or like becoming the billing department and becoming like, right. Oh, you don't want to do yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's just like way out of scope of like, or pay well, for them to just be in the pro network maybe, or something like, yeah, whatever. You don't care. You don't take a cut of anything, but if you want to well, be in the like certified super pro, and that was, that network, was how we started. That's what, we, that's mm. what we were thinking initially because that just seems simpler. Right. Um, but the problem with that is like, it's, you know, we can't guarantee like a fair distribution of the leads. Cause there's yeah. just like, there's not even close to enough. Like we, we get a few, you know, but not, right. not close to enough that like, you know, we can guarantee, you know, we're going to, you're going to get so much work out of this like, unless just having a relationship with us is impactful for some reason. Which I could uh, see. I mean, I would, yeah. think people would think that, but yeah, maybe like we're, um, uh, we're a, we want you to use this platform and we're a super duper ultra certified platinum <laughs> pro network member. Um, so, you know, I, I could see it helping them in the sales process of why we should use this over WordPress that we've heard yeah. of over Adobe crazy super enterprise, uh, CMS thing or, um, whatever the yeah. case may be. But yeah. anyway, Butov, what are you doing over there? Wake up. Uh, I think you're doing a fine job. <laughs> That's that was perfect. <laughs> you're like, <sighs> Uh, no, it's because, you know, I'm not in this space, so I wouldn't even be able to form a, an intelligent question to, <laughs> to ask. Um, yeah, I guess. Let's I, talk about code. My only, yeah, my code. only thing is that it's like a naive perspective probably, but like I, I jumped to this as a desktop and mobile developers. Like, like craft is open source, right? Or at least it's distributed as source, right? It's, yeah, I mean, it's like open source and that you can read it, but not uh, from right. a licensing perspective. So was there ever a concern around, is there any like PHP encryption thing in there or like no, a, any nothing. concern? Not Nothing at all. It's just like an enforced by licensing type of a deal. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, exactly. Like you have to, um, like the license agreement says you're not going to tamper with the licensing verification stuff, but you know, if you were to ignore that, like it wouldn't, it wouldn't be impossible. Like you definitely just open it up and read the code and you could figure out what to tweak to, to disable that kind of stuff. Um, right. I just, I, like my opinion is like, it's most of our customers are going to be on the up and up here. Uh, it's in their interest to, uh, you know, follow licenses and stuff like that because they are actual businesses that are doing businessy things. Um, and so it's just like like considering that like there's just not enough of a of uh, a concern that it's worth like our time gotcha. to deal with it. So we have like we have a very very simple uh, license enforcement thing. Uh, basically, like 
you know, when you buy one of the more expensive versions, like we on our end will record that your license key has that edition associated with it. And then every 24 hours or so when we're check when craft is checking to see if there's any updates available, uh, it's also including the license key and what current version it's running. And if those don't match, then like in the response from our web service, we're going to like remind craft, Hey, you're not using the right version or whatever it is. Right. And it just puts like a nag alert in the CP. Uh, but it doesn't affect the front end of the website. So like, as far as like what the public sees, like we definitely want to err on the side of we, we fucked up. Right. Sorry. About right. it. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Those are pastels uh, for this podcast. Yeah. So, um, what about, uh, down, just like the support and dealing with downloadable, like, do you guys get a lot, like we get tons of, you know, exchanges broken and that impacts health spot and, we end up helping them fix their exchange server. Um, so like, do you guys get, uh, you know, like NGINX yeah. issues or oh, totally. things like that? Yeah. I would say 90% of our support is just environmental crap. Right. <laughs> that so. is the beautiful part of SAS. That's the, that's the one, that's the part of SAS I don't hate is like, ah, uh, we just control the environment. We do it. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm assuming there's like the same amount of crap, but at least this time you deal with it. Like it's, it's on you. Like you understand like right. how the environment works and, yeah, yeah. And you know, you don't, you know, the exact, you're using the same thing. Like in our case, we do have all these different servers, which is a little bit annoying compared to a regular SaaS, but still they're all exactly the same and they all use stuff that's very reliable. Um, it's not in the weird Windows world as like half of the, um, our on premise customers are, or mm -hmm. a lot of Windows. And so, uh, or, you know, they're, they're on Windows with 18,000 other apps on this one server, um, and that does weird stuff, and they have all kinds of weird stuff installed. And, you know, in the Windows world, a lot of stuff gets into IIS and is doing things in a way that doesn't happen in sort of Nginx, Apache uh, style yeah. Linux oh, servers. Know, yeah. So um, there'll be, like, weird stuff with that. Yeah, but, and we have to support that as well. Um, like, thankfully for us, I feel like the community is at a point where, uh, and it has been for a while, where it's large enough that a lot of the things the community is able to solve itself somehow. Mm. Uh, so, people, like, we have our own uh, dedicated Stack Exchange uh, website. Yeah, that's awesome. Whatever. And people are, it's super active, so people are always posting on that and helping <laughs> each other out and that kind of stuff. And then we also that's have a Slack amazing. group, and there's a lot of help going on there. So, I mean, while we still definitely see our fair share of support and a lot of its environmental stuff, um, it's not, it's never been um, like completely overwhelming. So, yeah, yeah. We, like we, I think uh, we were just looking at a chart the other day from, uh, from when Craft 2 launched uh, a year and a half ago. And like in that time, revenue has gone up like 3x or something like that. And right. the support is like at 110% of what it was back then. Right. Oh, so, that's, that's not bad at all. Yeah, no, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. Like, basically, we're dealing with, like, the onboarding people, you know, yeah. like, people that are first coming to the platform. Right. And as long as that rate stays relatively constant, then it's not insane. No, yeah, you can totally deal with that. Yeah, that's great to have those other resources where people can hang out and um, take the edge off of every single thing coming back through your own support team and all that. That's yeah. that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. All right, man, well, we don't want to keep you too long, so thanks for uh, coming on here. Uh, really appreciate it. So where was the best place to uh, to track you down? CraftCMS.com? Anywhere else that people should go check your guys out? Yeah, CraftCMS.com is definitely the main place. Uh, if you have any questions, then then hit up uh, 
our Slack group at craftcms.com slash community. There's a sign up form there. And then there's also at craftcms on Twitter. Awesome. Thanks a lot, man. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks for man. having me. Thank you, Andre. Thanks again. Thanks. Okay. Yeah, it's good.